Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossman and Bill Petrie, your weekly show focused on the topsy-turvy world of promotional products, branding, advertising, and marketing. As always, Unscripted is brought to you by the good people at Promo Corner's Identity Marketing, the leading online industry magazine chock full of content and thought-provoking articles. You can visit them online at promocorner.com backslash identity dash marketing. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. Welcome to yet another episode of Unscripted, number nine. Number Kirby nine. Kirby Hossman, how the hell are you? I'm doing well, Mr. Petrie. How are you, buddy? I am delightful. Thank you for asking. <laughs> yes. it, is a, it is a lovely day here in Franklin, Tennessee, and I'm uh, ready to chat with you. I, that's always one of the highlights of my week for sure, man. Oh, for you're sure. making my promo pants go crazy when you say that. <laughs> I uh, one of my favorite things to do is to uh, modify your promo pants for sure. <laughs> okay, <laughs> now that we're all uncomfortable, <laughs> Kirby, do you have a topic, or do you want me to go ahead and fire away? Um, yeah, you go ahead. I've got I've got one, but you go you lead the you lead the charge today. Got a couple today. Okay. Um, and if we get to them, great. If we don't, well, then there's episode ten. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I noticed yesterday that Kentucky Fried Chicken put out a special sunscreen. Did you see this? Are you familiar with what I'm talking about? Wow. I am it's not. a bottle of extra crispy sunscreen. <laughs> it is they 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 gave away three thousand bottles All right. and it smelled like extra crispy fried chicken but it was SPF thirty. <laughs> That's um, actually pretty fun. I like that. It is pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, I and dig that. So, of course, I started thinking from a promotional products perspective. And so now that Kentucky Fried Chicken has done an extra crispy – Colonel Sanders extra, extra crispy sunscreen, mm-hmm. what other sunscreen scents would you like to have? And what promo company, what promo supplier is going to jump on this first so that when we get to Expo in 2017, what olfactory delights are we going to enjoy on the show floor? Oh, man, that's a, that's a good – first of all, kudos to um, – you know, my guess is this is uh, one of our peers in the industry, both supplier and distributor because that's, that's super creative. That's really good. Um, I like that a lot. Um, especially from a sunscreen perspective, um, I think keeping in the theme of baking, right? Um, I think I'd go cookies, like some sort of chocolate chip uh, cookies would be the first thing that came, you know, with the idea that baking okay. in the sun and that. So, would like be the Mrs. Smell. Fields, maybe Mrs. Fields jumps yeah. into the fray. Yeah, or Nestle Tollhouse. Uh, yeah, Nestle Tollhouse or Mrs. Fields or yeah. I, that, that would be that's I guess the whole unscripted thing. The thing that popped into my head was baking in the sun. Go a little SPF fifteen, SPF thirty, and go chocolate chip cookies. I'm thinking burritos, Kirby. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> I am thinking Chipotle burritos. Oh, okay. In that lovely mishmash of a warm tortilla. Fajita vegetables, chicken or beef, take your pick. A <laughs> little bit of hot sauce, some guacamole, cheese, and sour cream in that cilantro rice. Wow. You have really Is given it, this some thought. <laughs> you know what? I'm a little hungry, Kirby. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. <laughs> Clearly, 
I'm hungry. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I think that would be. I think it's an inter- interesting thing. I think it would be better, like you said. That was a joke. I don't think I'd really want burrito sunscreen. <laughs> Although you could really have fun and shape the bottle like a burrito. Yeah. So you could have a lot of fun with the packaging. I, I think this lends itself more to to sweeter things. Like uh, I think Jolly Rancher. Mm. You could also have fun with the packaging that. So you could have all sorts of different um, different uh, flavors, for lack of a better term, of sunscreen. Or if you're really thinking in, in how to marry this with summer, I would think the greatness that is the Otter Pop. Okay, all right. Um, I love Otter Pops. I grew up on Otter Pops. If anybody doesn't know what an Otter Pop is, it's a brand of like a freeze pop you put in a freezer sure. uh, made by the good folks at Gel Cert in Chicago. And why I know that, I have no idea. <laughs> but my favorite, if anybody wants to know, my favorite flavor of otter pop would be sir isaac lime and i think a sunscreen in sir isaac lime might do the trick yeah well so how did i how did i miss i don't know why it didn't pop into my head but bacon right (laughs) right is the bacon thing kind of played out well i guess but i mean you're telling me that nobody listening to this podcast right now is going dude fried bacon or or you know whatever bacon That, that would be no, I think you're right. Here's my problem with the savory smelling stuff. I visualize a wild pack of dogs chasing me down the street because I smell like bacon or extra crispy chicken. Whereas if I'm wearing, you know, Sir Isaac Lime, I think I'm relatively safe from from wild animals. Yeah. So if essentially the deal is, if we are out hunting with Dana Zezo, we do not want to be wearing one of those sort of sunscreens, is what you're telling me. No, because he would draw that bowcaster pretty damn quick and. He 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 put a arrow through your heart. Well, and if not, the coyotes that would uh, chase us down. So yeah, I like that, it. That that's, is that is correct. All right, so Kirby, that was that was lead, that was our lead off today. I love what do you it. got going? So I was thinking about this uh, this morning, um, and obviously, you and I create a fair amount of content. Um, and what? Uh, yeah, this might not be a fair question to just pop on you, so I apologize, but. I was thinking about one of the questions I get, you know, when, when you and I go out and we speak at different events, and especially within the industry, we talk, you know, there's, we kind of coach people to create content. Mm-hmm. But then I think the place where I give them a little bit of hope where is, is about curating content. And right. um, so one of the questions I'll get during the talks, after the talks, is, well, what are, or who creates some good content within the industry other than, say, you know, brandevatemarketing.com and the blog there or maybe uh, my blog or whatever. Obviously, we like what we're putting out there, but what are some other industry, and I mean, if that's too uh, narrow, what are some other non-industry content creators that you follow, get excited about, um, or whatever? Good question. It, it is unfair. Yeah, it um, is. It totally is. And, I get it. And, and this makes you an asshole. Yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> this um, is not no. what makes me an asshole, but this is just another reason. You know, despite both of our affiliation with Promo Kitchen, yeah. I think Promo Kitchen does a really good job not only developing some new content, certainly on the, the podcast, which come out usually about twice a month and in the most recent one which was podcast episode number 101 was with David Nicholson who runs a PCNA for for North America and that was a fascinating one if you haven't listened to that I highly suggest you do I think Promo Kitchen does a really nice job 
curating content and, and finding articles that are relevant to our industry. Usually when someone posts and, and you know, I'm able to post on Promo Kitchen, I know you are and a few other people within the, uh, the, the our not-for-profit, they're, they're usually things I haven't seen before. So I, I always appreciate that. I think the Common Skew blog yes. is really fascinating. It's t- generally takes much more of an entrepreneurial approach. Um, the struggles people have with being an entrepreneur and things like that. Yeah. Those are the ones I follow in the industry. I mean, frankly, I think the reason you and I have, have achieved some level of, of success, if you want to call it that, in creating content in our industry is because there's not a lot of content in our industry. So we almost win by default. I'm not saying what we create is bad. I don't think it is at all. I think it's actually valuable and it's good. Um, but from a consistency perspective and from a quality perspective, there's just not a lot out there. So I generally do look outside the industry to get content. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, I, I know you're a fan of his. Uh, uh, Jeff Hayden is another good one. I think there's a lot out there of business business podcasts uh, and, and blogs. Obviously, um, Seth Godin yeah. it almost, almost literally went without saying because it's just always top of mind. <laughs> It's difficult. I, I, you know, one of the things I do for the weekly Petri Dish yeah. article on Promo Kitchen is I end up looking for a lot of content outside of our industry, but that is relevant to our industry. Yeah. Um, and so I think what I would suggest anybody do if they're looking for things about our industry is do a go- put put a Google worm in uh, for a newsfeed and just you know have it search for promotional products. You can find all sorts of stuff there. I don't know about you what you look at outside the industry, Kirby. Yeah, um well I as you know I'm a big Gary V uh follower. I I really enjoy his stuff. He's one of those guys that um gives me a kick in the pants when I feel like I need it. Um as you said Seth Godin I'm a huge fan and a follower of his, um, I'll throw out a couple people in the industry. Um, yeah, that I do when they when they put out content. You know the the old E. F. Hutton commercial, right? When they speak, yep. I listen. Um, one person, uh, Marshall Atkinson, who's another Promo Kitchen chef, he's pretty consistent. Um, speaks a lot about screen printing and that sort of thing. And I think, generally speaking, his stuff is pretty good. Um, I would agree with you. I'm, I'm going to jump, jump in as you do this. Yeah, absolutely. He, you're right. I forgot about Marshall because he does post every Saturday without fail. Yep. And he is one of those guys who um, writes very, very eloquently and very, very passionately about screen printing and, and things like that. So absolutely right. He knows so much about running a shop. Uh, I feel like I go to school every time I read his stuff. Ex- excellent point there. Yeah, absolutely. And th- this is where, you know, I-, I thought of this, so I had a few more minutes to think about it. Yeah, um, you just wanted to make me look at it. <laughs> no, you, know you did well, man. I- you know what? Let me, let me tell you something, Kirby. It's kitchen. not going to work. I'm going to turn the tables on you because just wait till the next topic, pal. <laughs> okay, yeah, awesome. Uh, but yeah, actually, uh, Promo Kitchen and Common Skew were two of the ones that I had thought about. So I, I- kudos to you for doing that off the top of your head. That was called Panic Scramble. <laughs> well, you did well. A um, couple others that I like when they put it out. Um, uh, Bobby Lehu, uh, I like his stuff when he when he posts. Um, I yeah. like um, Aubrey Collins when she puts out her stuff. And the other person that... Aubrey, posts, yeah, real quick before you say yeah. last, Aubrey is such an excellent writer. Yeah. Um, she, she, when she writes something, she brings it so much to life. Yeah. It is... Almost, it's discouraging on some level and inspiring on another. <laughs> yeah. She is such a fantastic writer. Yeah, she's good. 
And, uh, you know, I enjoy when, uh, is it Danette Gossett, right? Danette Gossett? Yes, Danette. Um, and when she puts out her stuff, I, I always enjoy those. And those are very specific to our industry as well. So those are just a, a couple off the top of my head that I enjoy. So, No, those are great ones. Excellent. Excellent. Cool. All right. What's our next topic, bro? Well, I'm trying to look at my list of topics that I keep a running uh, sheet of and which one can screw you the most. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can screw up any topic, dude. So just you pick one, and I'll I'll mess you know it up for you. I, I'm actually gonna because it, it's still a little uh, raw for me. So thinking about social media, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's one of those things that that brings us closer together, brings people who are far apart closer together, mm-hmm. but brings people who are closer together further apart. You know, mm-hmm. so so social media gives and it takes away. Sure. I was scheduled to go to the PPAI North American Leadership Conference and actually uh, have a a part of a presentation there. Obviously, with everything that happened in my family, I wasn't able to go. And one of the things that was exquisitely painful, just about the fact that I couldn't be at NALC, was seeing all the posts on social media. And social media is one of the most painful things when you can't be somewhere you want to be. Because you can't escape it. You can't be out of mind because you just, you know, you're, you're whittling away some time and you flip through Facebook and you see people you really like and want to hang out with and want to learn from. And you see all these posts and you can't be there. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if there's a topic here. I just thought I'd well, it, throw that out there. Yeah. No, actually, I, you know, it, it, essentially that's created a term, right? Uh, FOMO. Fear of missing out. What did, I mean, what did you call me? <laughs> stop it. Uh, fear of missing out is is a a term. I've never heard that. I've never heard that. Really? Okay. Yeah, that's uh-huh. a term that's created through social media because, and you know, it's it's it. And I'll tell you what, it happens. Like it feels like it, it for me in Ohio. I'm a I'm a warm weather guy. Okay, that lives in Ohio. So that's just poor life choices on my part. But. Um, you know, come February or March, when I start seeing vacation pictures of people who are on a beach, oh my gosh! It, mm-hmm. As you, I think you use the word exquisitely painful. Oh, yeah. it, it 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 actually starts to put me in a bad mood. Um, and so, no, I totally get it. I felt that way when you were at SkewCon this year, and I wasn't able to go. Right. Um, and it, yeah, no, that's that's a legit topic. Fear of missing out is is a thing that I think, and you know, I've talked about it a lot. It's one of the challenges with social media is that we it's really hard not to compare our lives to other people's lives it it is and i would love to come up with a real facebook because facebook is always for the most part it's look at my awesome life check (laughs) out my awesome kids look at my fantastic vacation no one posts the real reality on a consistent basis saying, yeah, I really wish my wife would put the dishes in the dishwasher because I'm really, really tired of seeing them in the sink when the dishwasher's three feet away. Yeah. Or, you know, I'm really, you know, we, we now we're in the throes of the back to school pictures. It's yeah. like an onslaught of it. Yeah. And no one posts about the immediate three weeks after school starts and how painful that is because kids are overtired, they have homework, and especially if you have pre, mid, or late pubescent kids, (laughs) the attitude that goes along with it. For sure. You know, um, I, I have said on a number of occasions, I don't think you become a parent until you flip your kids off when they're not looking. 
and I'm not saying I've ever done that. <laughs> Because that just, would be wrong. Yeah, you're just saying I've done it. I get it. I'm not <laughs> saying you've done it. I'm just saying I'm sure some people have done it. But I mean, you, you know, in any relationship, there's ups and downs. But, man, those first few weeks back from school are, are tough. But, you know, I would love for people to be a little more real on social media and say, you know what? I'm really, really ready for kids to get back to school because that's peaceful and all that. It's just just uh, interesting. So I thought I'd throw that out there. The fear of missing out. I like that. Um, yep. uh, I've never heard that before. Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. And let me just tell you, I don't know about you, but I've got a few people in my feed who are the other way, who share Super everything. Negative. Yeah, well, they're negative, but they share everything, and you just go, oh, that'll come back to bite you. That'll be super interesting yeah. when your wife gets on Facebook. Yeah. Now, yes. did you have another topic, or did you want me to keep going? You keep going. I've got a couple here, but I think I, I feel like you're queued up. Uh, I don't know if I'm queued up. So... Yeah, earlier this week or late last week, the Inc. 5000 list of yeah. the fastest growing companies in the United uh, States came out. And it was interesting, and obviously we focus on the promotional products companies. 42 promotional products companies were on that list. Wow, that's amazing. Including some people we know, you know, the good people at Oreg Audio yep. uh, were on that list. And, and I don't think that's a surprise to anybody knowing the wild growth that they've had in our industry. Yeah. Um, and there are, you know, one thing of, of, of note was 14 pro forma franchisees yeah. were on there, which was that's a, a feather Super in their impressive. cap, certainly. Yeah. What do you think the value of that is? Because to me, as I'm looking at it, 5,000, man, that's a lot of companies. It is. It almost seems like it's too big of a list yeah. to me. But what do you think the value of, you know, let me ask you this. So let me ask the question this way, Kirby. If Hassaman Marketing made the ink list of 5,000, and that would be a huge thing for you, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Sure. But what value does it have as you're trying to sell more stuff? No, it's a great, it's a super great question, and candidly, and just in the interest of self, you know, full disclosure, I have considered applying. Okay, um, but you know, it it's just that whirlwind that we all have, and I was like, ah, I just don't know. Um, I think it would be a feather in your cap in the sense that if you are looking for um, large or growing prospects that it would legitimize, right? Because I, I think that what it is, Bill, is there are so many people in our industry, and this is not a knock. It's a, You can either look at it as a positive or a negative, but there are a lot of people operating out of their garages in our industry. What? And well, Hold on, but, hold on just a second. Really? <laughs> breaking news, right? I know. Well, but in a way, like I say, you can look at that as a negative, but the, the other cool thing is that that's part of, you know, we get some good people because they're able to enter our industry. So I'll take, you know, I'll, I'll take the positive side of that. But I, I think that because of that, there are, you know, in the eyes of um, maybe larger, you know, your fortune 500 companies, maybe our, you know, companies in our industry don't always come off as super professional. Not always. Right. Anytime they do. Right. But if you can say, look, I'm a member of the Inc. 5000. Um, no, I think that's people should be super proud of that. And um, I'm 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 impressed. Yeah, no, I think it's great. I think it's, it's great. You know, it, it just seems 5,000 is such a big number. Yeah, it is. And you remember, I'm sure, you know, in high school, you know, you, you could get on the who's who. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. And it was basically 
pay 200 bucks and you can be on the who's who. I don't think it's like that, but I wonder what the vetting process is to get on that Inc. 5000. I'm sure, I'm sure since it's associated with Inc. Magazine, that is absolutely 100% legit and I'm not suggesting otherwise at all. And I think it's a tremendous accomplishment for anybody to be on that list. I just was wondering what your perspective was in terms of the the business value of that as you're trying to continue to grow your business. Yeah, I think there's real value to it. The, The question I have, and maybe, you know, again, this is something that somebody can comment on, but it has to do with a certain uh, percentage of growth um, mm-hmm. that, that you've had over, I think, the course of three years, if I recall from looking it up. And right. one of the questions I had was, how did they legitimize that? Um, exactly. It's um, almost like the ASI uh, you know, distributor list. I don't know how they actually get the numbers sometimes when I see some companies on there. Yeah, but that being said, um, I yeah, I when I read that I actually read that article this morning as well and I was I, yeah, I was happy for Jason and and those guys at, at Oregadio and and yeah, really impressed for a lot of the uh, distributors, so kudos. Yeah, good stuff. How are we on time cuz I, I, I think we're getting close to the end. If you got a quick one, we can jump it in probably. Oh, I could squeeze in a quick one. <laughs> um, real quick, uh, I think it's it'd be almost uh, irresponsible of us not to recognize the fact that uh, PPAI during the North American Leadership Conference um, announced who is going to make it into the PPA Hall of Fame yeah. this year uh, in 2017. And so the, the honorees are um, Joel Schaefer from Soundline, which, yep. you know, I don't know if you know Joel. I, I Joel's one of the first people, I don't think he remembers, but that's okay. <laughs> Joel is one of the first people I met in the industry wow. back in the year 2000 when I got in the industry, when I was living in New York and working for Halo. Mm, and okay. he, I remember him com, coming around, and now I'm good buddies with his son, Brett, so it's kind of funny how that comes full circle. So Joel is, is uh, getting in, and also uh, Margie Price. So really... I love seeing that when uh, our industry organization, uh, our our, industry association, I should say, recognizes deserving people. So kudos to Joel and Margie for for being included in the PPAI Hall of Fame. Very deserved. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. I always that's one of those things where I always really enjoy reading up on those folks, and and that's that's good stuff. Good call. Um, Absolutely. One quick thing um, that I just want to plant a seed, if that's okay. Um, you may. As, as you know, I do a Delivering Marketing Joy web show each week. Um, as it turns out, I do know that. <laughs> you've been a, a, uh, a popular guest on, on that. But thank you. Um, but yeah, so um, believe it or not, it's it, it kind of, you know, probably about a month or so ago, two months ago, I was like, gosh, I'm really starting to get up, up there in episodes. And it occurs to me. And I'm almost to 100, my friend. Um, I have noticed that. And <laughs> I have noticed that. And I've been wanting to ask you, is there anything exciting happening for episode 100? There is. There is. I'm super excited about it. Um, actually, um, let's see. I think this week was this week 96. So, um, so we've got 96, 97, 98, 99. Um, so we've got the uh, episode 100 already recorded. It's really? It's done. It's in the can. And uh, I want to start to, you know, bait people's uh, curiosity a little bit. Because so, I think it's so are you going to share who the guest is? Because I know it wasn't me. <laughs> are you sure? I'm, well, you were pretty I, sleepy the last couple of weeks, and so maybe I, I recorded something. 
I've been a little out of it, yeah. but uh, it wasn't me. Are you going to share, or is, or is this a teaser? I, you know, I think this is going to be a teaser. I, I, I'd like, uh, for those listening, let's make some guesses. I'd like to see some guesses of who I'm going to have on episode 100 in the comments. I think that would may, be May I make a suggestion, and this is completely unrehearsed. If somebody actually guesses the correct, the, and you can say someone's guessed it correct, you don't have to disclose if you want to keep it a surprise, which yeah. I, I'm kind of getting the sense that you do. Yeah, but great. if somebody does guess it, might I suggest you send them an autographed copy of your new book, Fan of Happy? Consider it done. I like so it. So there you go. That's a great idea. So I'm going to go out and throw my first guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'm thinking you're going to go out of our industry. And you don't have to answer that. You don't have to even respond. Okay. But I'm thinking Donald J. <laughs> Trump. That would be magnificent. Kobe, thank you for having me on this fabulous podcast here. <laughs> It'd be huge. It's huge. It's huge. It's huge. It's fantastic. <laughs> cool. Well, we'll see what everybody else thinks. All right. All right, bro. Kirby, I think we are out of time. Yes. So as always, thank you for your time. And thank you, everybody, for listening to yet another episode of Unscripted. Thank you for joining us this week for Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. As always, Unscripted is brought to you by Promo Corner's Identity Marketing. You can visit them online at promocorner.com backslash identity dash marketing. 